time it is. It is time to rise and grind. So go ahead, grab your cup of coffee, grab your device, and let's get into this word. Good morning, brothers. It's so good to be with you. And welcome to Morning Meditation for Men. I am your host, Pastor S. Jeffrey Mutz. I am excited about what God has for us. This is uh, really, really good. Really good. Really good. Um, I hope you guys had a great weekend. It's Tuesday morning, and we're going to get going on this right away. All right. Turn with me in your devices, on your devices, to John chapter 13. John chapter 13. Uh, while you guys are doing that, I want you to prayerfully consider that beginning in January, we are going to be going on a fast. And I'm going to ask you guys to fast with me. So sometime in December, we'll talk about what fasting is. So actually in the beginning of January, we'll talk about what fasting is and the power that comes behind fasting. And so we want you to connect with us in this fast uh, and be part of what God is doing in this season. All right, let's get into this. Uh, John chapter 13, and we're going to jump down to verse number 12. Uh, and we'll give you some backstory, but we're going to start at verse number 12. So when he had washed their feet and taken his garment and reclined at the table again, he said to them, do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so am I. If I then, the Lord and teacher, washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I gave you an example that you also should do as I did to you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a slave is not greater than his master, nor is one who sent greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. I do not speak of all of you. I know the ones I have chosen, but it is that the scripture might be fulfilled. He who eats my bread has lifted up his heel against me. We'll stop there because that kind of shifts into something else, but we'll stop right there. All right. Listen, um, so I want to talk about a servant's heart. Brothers, it is extremely important for us to operate with the heart of a servant. In everything that we do, we must operate with the heart of a servant. So the backstory here on this particular scripture is this is that picture that is quite often depicted of Jesus sitting around a table with uh, the 12 disciples and they are eating. Um, first and foremost, if you read the scripture, you'll clearly see it said he reclined at the table. So they weren't sitting up at a table. They were most likely reclining because back then I don't think they really used chairs a whole lot. They had lower table things that kept food up off the ground, but they reclined at tables and they used like chaise lounge type things to recline in. All right. So um, they're having the last supper, as it is called. And in this, Jesus steps in and in the midst of all this, he begins to wash the disciples' feet. 
So as he is going around, he's washing everybody's. Why is this significant? This is significant because Jesus was the Lord of all. Now we've established that. We've talked about that. He is the Lord of all. But the Lord of all set an example for us that we must be willing to wash others' feet. It's also significant (laughs) because you might say to yourself, oh, it's no big deal to wash people's feet. But what it really was is he got to the dirty, dirty. And he said, I'm going to, I'm, I'm so powerful. I'm going to wipe the dirt away from your life. Okay. Symbolically, that's what that was saying. I'm wiping all of the dirt of your life away. Now, because in those days, they wore sandals and everywhere they went, it was dusty. They didn't wear closed in shoes like we do now. They didn't put socks on and then shoes on. They wore open sandals and they walked on dusty roads. And so after they got where they were going, it was their feet were dirty. And God, Jesus stepped in and he says, I'm going to wash away the dirt of your life. Now, that was him serving us. And here is the example. We must be willing to serve other people with the same fervor and the same tenacity and the same attitude in in, in the word that we use in our culture now, that same energy, we've got to be willing to serve people. We've got to be willing to serve our wives. We've got to be willing to serve our children. We have to be willing to serve our communities. We have to be willing to serve our world. We've got to be willing to serve. That is, that is what we must do. A servant's heart is a man or a woman, but since I'm talking to the brothers, uh, this, is, this is a man who is willing to go above and beyond to bless other people. All right, so now let's get down to the nitty gritty because I already hear you because I said the same thing myself. Why is it, God, that you want me to serve other people, but people aren't serving me? Now, see, this is where the trust portion of this relationship that we have with God comes in that we must trust God that if I am going to serve my wife, if I am going to serve my children, if I am serving my spouse, listen to this now, that God will make sure that I am served too. There is a law in the land. I think it's around Genesis chapter 8 and 22. It says, uh, it says, as long as there is seed time and harvest, Winter and summer, cold and heat, the earth will remain. So these things, this is a law that has been engrafted into everything that we do. Seed time and harvest. And I really want you to grab hold of that. Because when you're serving, you're sowing a seed into someone's life. I feel the Holy Ghost. When you're serving, you are sowing a seed into someone's life. You're sowing a seed of kindness. You're sowing a seed of generosity. You're sowing a seed of uh, thankfulness into someone's life. And here it is. You then, you get to walk away. (laughs) 
Because <laughs> I hear y'all already. What do you mean just walk away? But see, this is it. Our culture has taught us to be selfish. Our culture has taught us that it is about us and not about other people. And I want to challenge you not to be so culture minded that you are not godly minded. Yeah, that's deep. The culture says, no, no, no culture. Because right now, really, in 2021, what you constantly are hearing is self-love, self-love, self-love. Some people take it to the extent with that self-love stuff, but you know what I'm talking about. Self-love. And yes, you should have self-love. Yes, you should take care of yourself. Yes, you should make sure you have the best that you need for you. Oh, but I need to make sure my family is taken care of. I need to make, listen to me, listen to me. If you're married, your wife is number one. I need to make sure my wife is taken care care of. I need to make sure my wife is taken care of. Then I need to make sure that my children, if I have children, are taken care of. If you don't have children, if you're not married and you have children, then your children need to step in and take care of those children. All right, now where are we going? Then I'm going to go to my community. And my community means if I'm in a church, I, I, it's my church. And then the extended community without outside of my church. My community also means the area that I live in serving in that area knocking on the elderly's door and saying is there anything I can do I feel like I'm repeating myself I feel like I've said these things before but this is what God is requiring of men that we are servants all right so now now let me give you um my time is is running short but I want to give you this if you brother can get the mindset that I am going to serve no matter what, this is what's going to happen. Catch catch this. There is a scripture uh, in Psalms that talks about the oil from Aaron's beard running down onto his garments and covering his garments. When you bless someone What you have to understand is there is an anointing that happens when you bless someone. So you're pouring out a blessing upon them and you at the same time. When you take care of your wife, you take care of your family, when you take care of the community, when you take care of the world, when you take care of everything that needs to be taken care of, what happens is are the blessings continue to roll down. And what ends up happening is as you're blessing other people, your garments become saturated with blessings. Are you following me? So now you end up being blessed because you bless someone else. Because you were kind to someone else. You all you you experience kindness. See, we're constantly looking for reciprocity for the things that we do when we really need to get this in our heads that I just need to give. And when I give, it's coming back to me. 
Now, I, I don't want you to get this twisted. I'm not talking about money at this point. Now, there's a scripture the Bible says, given and shall be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give into your bosom, which clearly talks about money. But if you want to take that and you can add that to what we're talking about, when I give of my service, when I serve, the Bible says it's going to come back to me, pressed down, shaken over and running over, shall others give or serve me. But I can't run around looking for reciprocity for everything that I do. I got to just trust God. I got to know that God is going to be, bring it back to me. I got to know. I got to know that when I serve, I'm not looking for you to, I'm not looking for you to give back to me. But I trust God that my needs will be met because he promised he is a God who said, I shall supply all of your needs according to my riches and glory. Paul said it. The Holy Spirit said it through Paul and they wrote it down. But my God shall supply all of my need according to his riches in glory. That is what God has promised. So if I have a need after I am depleted from serving, then I, re I have to recognize and trust God that he's going to fill me back up. And what happens after I get filled back up? I go out and I serve some more and I go out and I serve some more. We must have a servant's heart. We must be just like Jesus, brothers. He was willing, the Lord of all was willing to tie a towel around himself, get down on his hands and knees and clean the dirty feet of people, listen to this, who followed him. Not people who are on the same level as him, but people who followed him. Not necessarily people who were smarter than him, but people who followed him. Not necessarily people who had more money than him, but people who followed him. So we have to get to a place where we recognize it's not about somebody's status when we do stuff, but we do what we do because we have been called to do it because this is what the Holy Spirit and this is what our relationship with God requires of us, that we serve. And I know we don't like it. I know it's not an easy topic. Probably won't get a lot of likes on this one. But I'm not, you know, I ain't doing this for likes no ways. I'm doing this because this is what God told me to do. And that's a whole nother story for another day. But brothers, somebody needs to hear this today. Get in, get in your lane and do what God has called you to do. It's going to work out. Stop chasing dollars and chase purpose. My God. Stop chasing dollars and chase purpose. Because when you have purpose, dollars will fall, follow. And if they don't follow, guess what? You got the satisfaction of knowing that you did what God told you to do. Yeah, I think that's more important than a whole bunch of money in my pocket. I promise you it's more important. To me, it is anyways. Yep. Stop chasing dollars and chase purpose. All right, so get back to this. And so... Um, We've got to have that same energy that Jesus had. In Philippians chapter 2, verses 6 through 8, I'm not going to read it, but I'm going to tell you generally what it says, is that Jesus felt it not robbery to come down in the flesh and sacrifice himself for our sins. Wow. 
Now that's the ultimate service. That Jesus would step out of heaven, wrap himself in flesh, deal with the things that we have to deal with on a daily basis, understand those things, but yet still overcome them, hang on a cross, my God, hang on a cross, endure the shame of all that went with hanging on a cross, and he died so that we could have the right to the tree of life. Y'all come on here. Come on here. The preacher in me say I can't get no help right here. <laughs> but listen, he did all of that so that we could live. What an ultimate sacrifice. What an ultimate show of service. Because he didn't have to do it. The scriptures that tells us that at any given time, he could have said, I want the angels to come and get me. And legions of angels would have shown up and took him down off the cross. You got to understand when he was on the cross, there was a point there where he said, uh, you know, father, forgive them for what they know, not what they do. And he felt like his father had turned his head from him. It, there was, at that point, that is when Jesus took on all of the sin and all of the shame of the world from the beginning to the very end of it. He took it all on. He felt the sin. He felt the pain. He felt the anguish, but yet still hung on and stayed with the assignment. Now, that's another word for somebody else. Stay with your assignment. Stay with your assignment. My God, stay with your assignment. Do you really understand this whole thing ain't about you? This is about God being glorified and showing himself in a great and mighty way. Yeah. Yeah, let me get up out of here before I start running around this office. All right, y'all. Uh, so, servant's heart. You got to have a servant's heart. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before your presence and we say thank you. Thank you, God, for who you are. Now, God, we pray in the name of Jesus that you would help us to have a servant's heart. Give us a servant's heart. In every area of life that we are lacking, give us a servant's heart. Give us a heart that is willing to serve, a heart that is willing to do, a heart that is not ever looking with our hand out, but are handing, handing people things. We're not looking to receive, but we're looking to give. Now, God, give us what we need to trust you when we do what you asked us to do, because the enemy would want us to come in and believe that we'll never get reciprocity for the things. But we know that is not how you operate. You said in your word, whatever you sow, you shall reap. So now, God, we believe your word and we speak your word over our lives. As we sow service, we're going to reap service. As we sow love, we will reap love. As we sow kindness, we will reap kindness. So, God, as we sow joy, we will reap joy. Thank you for your promise on today. And so, God, we ask that you would teach us how to be the best servants ever and that we would walk it 
out in the earth. Now, God, in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus, give us a heart for our spouse, God, so that we can serve them to the best of our ability, God. Give us a heart for each each and every one of our little individual, individually minded children, Father, and help us to be what you need us to be to them, Father. And the children that we have birthed and the children who we do not, who we have not birthed biologically, but we still embrace them as our own. Help us to be great examples to them, God. Help us to serve them in the things that they do, God. Thank you, Father, for keeping us focused, God, on the things that we need to remain focused on as we are serving. We love you today, God. We magnify your name, God. We honor you. We thank you, God, for this time. And we thank you for the ability to serve. And we thank you for allowing us to serve. In the mighty and matchless name of Jesus the Christ, we pray. And everybody shouted, amen, amen, and amen. Come on, put your hands together and give God glory all over the house. I feel like preaching, y'all. I feel like preaching. Listen, all right, listen to this. Um, if you have not given your life to Jesus Christ, the Bible says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. That's what it takes to be saved. Give your life to Jesus Christ today. It is the most important step you will ever make in your life and it is the most wonderful thing you could ever do for your life. Secondly, share the podcast. Wherever you are, share this this podcast with your friends, with your enemies, with your co-workers. Share the podcast with everybody. I want to say thank you to the, to the hundreds of thousands of people who are listening across the globe. I want to say thank you. Some of you do respond. Some of you don't respond. I'll be honest. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I really don't know how to respond to a podcast. So, I mean, but I know there's hundreds of thousands of you out there listening, and I want to say thank you for listening. Continue to share the podcast. Again, thank you so much for being with me on today. I really appreciate you guys. Go out and find some way that you can serve on today. This is Pastor S. Jeffrey Munts. Thank you so much for being with me today on Morning Meditation for Men. I'm out of here. Peace.